a good Erev Shabbos, dear friends. We're in Parshish Pinchas. And the Pasuk says, Pinchas ben Elazar, ben Aaron HaKoyim, Heishiv es chamosi me'al b'nei Yisrael. He turned back my anger from the Jewish people. B'kano es kinasi, by avenging my jealousy, b'socham v'lo kilisi es b'nei Yisrael, and then I did not have to destroy the Jewish people because of my jealousy. So Pinchas actually saved the Jewish people by doing this act of zealousness. Um, <clears throat> Rashi is bothered. Why does the Pasuk have to give Pinchas such a long yichus? Pinchas, the son of Elazar, the son of Aaron, a Kohen. We already know this to be the case. We know this is his yichus. So... Rashi brings Gemara Sanhedrin, says, obviously the Gemara Sanhedrin himself, the, the, the Midrash, the, that Drush was by the same question. And Chazal answered it, that the reason is because the Shvatim were disparaging Pinchas and saying, did you see this Ben Puti? <laughs> this person whose mother's father, that means Yisro, would fatten, from a language of shepitim, to fatten, calves for idol worship. And now he went and he murdered one of the princes of Israel. So therefore the Pasuk comes along to say, do not think this way about Pinchas, rather you should view him as being Pinchas, the son of Elazar, the son of Aaron, Hakoin. That's what Rashi says. Now, the obvious question is, did the Shvatim not know that he is the son of Elazar, the son of Aaron, Hakoin? Of course they knew. Rather, uh, do they not know that a person's yichus uh, goes after his father and not his mother, of course they knew it as well. Rather, says the Gurariye, the these people that were disparaging Pinchas were coming from the concept discussed in Gemur and Bobasra, the Kuftasam base, that says, A person should always cling to Tovim, to good people. I Meaning, when you get married, you should get married into a good family. Sharei Moshe Nasa. Bas Yisro, Moshe married the daughter of Yisro, even though Yisro himself had done tshuva. But, as we know, it is a long, multi-generational process to cleanse one's self and one's family from um, negative traits that pop up little by little throughout the generations. Like we know, Avraham, you know, he was a huge tzaddik, but he had a son, Yishmoel. Yitzchak also had a son, Esav, only after the third generation already, Yaakov, then it was all, uh, it was Mitas uh, Shlema. So too with Yisrael, even though he himself had done tshuva, nonetheless, um, since Zipporah had come from him, she had this certain negative traits hidden inside of her, even though she was a big tzedekist herself, um, and uh, as well as often the, the fortune would speak out that with uh, Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov also, they were taking for wives, they were taking um, ladies that, although themselves were big tzedekesses, but they didn't come from a yichus of 
of tzaddikim, um, like Rashi says, that is not comparable the tefillah of Yitzchak to the tefillah of Rivka because tefillah of Yitzchak he's a tzaddik ben tzaddik, whereas Rivka is a tzaddik is ben Rosha bas Rosha. So, therefore, the Gemara in Baal says that since Moshe married uh, Tzipora, a uh, lady who did not have Yichus, therefore it came out of him Yehonasan, the priest for the idol worship of Micha. Um, also, the Gemara in Kedushin says, Hanosa Isha, She'ena Hagonuslo, Someone who marries a woman who is inappropriate for him, he invalidates the yichus of his children. That doesn't mean he invalidates it officially, halakhically, they're still his children, but it, it, it takes away. So even though officially the yichus goes after the father, but the mother certainly plays an important role. And therefore, the Shvatim were saying, of course, he's the son of a lozer, who is a great person, the son of Aaron, the Kohen Gadol, but uh, there was this, because Elazar married the daughter of Yisro, so it came in this uh, unpurified um, Yichus and tainted it, and that, that's why Pinchas did what he did. Um, so that, that is... What the Pasa came to say, no, you should know. Pinchas goes entirely after Aaron. The Yichus of Aaron, Hakohen, was so great, so powerful, that it completely um, overwhelmed and um, purified the Yichus coming from Yisro. And Pinchas can be viewed as being, by repeating the Yichus of Pinchas, the Pasa is stressing to us. The Boreolam is telling us that Pinchas was a, of the Yichus from Aaron Hakoin, absolutely. And there's no trace of, of anything to do with being fattening calves for Avodozara in that. Nonetheless, um, there is a question that we need to ask over here. What does it mean that Aaron Cohen was so great, his Yichus was so powerful, was so chasha, so special, that it totally overpowered the Yichus of Yisro, and therefore Pinchas w- w- had this perfect Yichus, and yet the same Gemara in Baba Basra that's telling us about the, to be careful with Yichus, it uses for an example Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu who married Sipora, and that's why it came out of him Yehonasan, who was a very big Russia. How can, how can, uh, how can we say that? What the Yichus of Aaron was so much greater than the Yichus of Moshe? How, how are we supposed to understand that? So Lachaira, we can, we can uh, explain this according to. the words of the Maral in Perkeavos, where he explains the Mishnah talking about the three crowns that there are, the crown of Torah, the crown of 
Kahuna and the crown of Malchus. And Maral there explains that these three crowns correspond to the three aspects of man. The crown of Kahuna has to do with the person's body. The crown of Malchus has to do with the person's emotional center, the nefesh. And the crown of the Torah has to do with the person's seichel, the person's intellect and spirituality. And each one has unique features to it. The crown of Kahuna is different from the other two crowns, fundamentally different, because it is absolutely inherited. means a Kohen um, will pass on his lineage of Kahuna to all of his children, whereas a Melech will not pass on his Malchus to all of his children. He will, however, pass on at least the potential, the possibility to be king to his children. And one of them will actualize that possibility. And the Talmud Chacham, the Grand Torah, is not inherited whatsoever. It's not inherited at all. And the Maral there explains the reason is because the Crown of Torah is so lofty, it's so great, it's so beyond the person. It's something the person got from outside himself and it very barely just touches his head. It's so high that it's something that person can be connected to the Torah Akdosha is a very big Chiddush and Apella. So that is therefore, since it's kind of outside of the Talmud Chacham, it's something that he brought down to himself, um, which is not natural. Therefore, it's something that he cannot pass on to his children. It's too lofty, too high. And the extreme opposite of that is the Kesser of Kahuna. The Kesser of Kahuna means the Kedusha of the Guf, the purification of the body, the Tahara Saguf, and the Kedusha Saguf. <laughs> and in that regard, um, it's something that is actually quite internal to the person. It's, it's a part of who he is. This is his Guf. Um, a one-day-old Kohen baby boy is already not allowed to be contaminated in a cemetery. Is Once he can start eating salus, you can feed him truma. All the dinim of kahuna are relevant, as well as all the dinim of a halal, that he must be conceived, baby kohen has to be conceived through a pure relationship. If not, that itself can, be, can, be, can cause problems. Um, so you see that the kahuna is, is specifically to do with the body, and therefore, since it's much more natural, it's internal to the person, it's something that is uh, from here. So therefore, uh, it can be transmitted and is transmitted to the children. Malchus is somewhere in between. It's, it's emotions. It is natural, but it's not totally natural. It's, it's this in-between, and therefore, it, the potential for it is transmitted, but not um, necessarily everyone will become a king. Not all the progeny of the king will become king, although they could. That's what the Morale explains over there. So now, according to that, we can say over here that that's why, in this regard, the Yichus of Arna Koin was so much greater than the Yichus of Moshe Rabbeinu, because the Yichus of Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu, I should say, is so lofty, so great, so beyond, that it doesn't play into his Yichus. It's not something he can pass on to his children. Like Chazal tells us that 
children Tomidakhamim, in fact, more often than not, end up not being Tomidakham themselves. And the reason is because Torah is not a Yerusha. It's not something that can be inherited. It's not given over biologically. It's not a biological, it's not a TV, it's not a physical thing. Whereas the Yihus of Arna Kohen was di- directly transmitting the greatness of Arna Kohen. The greatness of Arna Kohen is something that goes through Yihus a hundred percent because it has to do with the body. And therefore the Yihus of Arna Kohen was so powerful that it totally um, dwarfed the Yihus of Yisro and Pinchus was indeed um, Ben Alazar Ben Aaron Hakoin. Now you might be wondering, wait a second, but Pinchus was born prior to Aaron Hakoin becoming Aaron Hakoin. He was just Aaron at that point, right? Like Rashi teaches us, why did Pinchus need to be given the Kahuna as a gift, um, as a, as a reward, so to speak, for this tremendous act of heroism that he did, this tremendous deed that he did, uh, and that's because Pinchas was already born by the time the Aaron was appointed to be the coin, the coin Gadol, and therefore only Aaron and his children and all future offspring that would be born henceforth would be Kohanim. But Pinchas had already been born, so he was not going to be a coin. So that's the case. So how can we say that the Yichus of Aaron was so great that it overpowered the Yichus of Yisro, and uh, that's why Pinchas was uh, Nisyachus after Aaron? Uh, seemingly, the answer is that even though Aaron had not yet become the coin Gadol or the coin for that matter, but there's a reason why Aaron, in the end of the day, did become coin, and that's because he was a person who excelled in the perfection of the body in the in the Kiddush and the Tahara Saguf. He was a person who was appropriate for this post. That was even prior to the, taking the post. He was a person who was v- v- extraordinarily fitting for the post. And therefore, a person who excels so much in this Mida, in the what will eventually become the Kesar Kahuna. But at this point, it was just the greatness of the Kiddush and Tahara of the Guf. That is something that can be transmitted to one's children. Important thing to note to ourselves, that the level of Kedusha and Tahara that we can manage to attain in our goof, that is something that we can transmit directly to our children. That would seem to come out from this. Um, we can add, the Mishnah Perkeava says, A person who is an Am Haaretz, a person of the land, cannot be a Chassid. Chassid is the concept of Chassidus, uh, is giving to someone else. Not Instead of taking, is giving. That's why an Am Haaretz cannot really be a Chassid, because a person who is entirely physical, like the scientists say, right, that, uh, listen, everyone's just animals, and being that they're animals, they're ultimately just looking to eat and procreate, right? And that, that's what they're programmed for. So that's a selfish behavior, looking to survive, survival of the fittest, right? And pass on their genes. 
that is uh, that's where an Amarat is holding. That's his entire mitzvah. He's a person of the land. He's uh, very much similar to the animal kingdom. And therefore, to be altruistic, to be a giver, that is something he cannot do. So, it comes out that the concept of Hasidus, of going beyond oneself and giving, is uh, something that really requires, says the morale over there, in again, in Pirshan Perkeavos, requires a sanctification, a purification of the body, that the body should be of a refined nature. It should not be a body of coarse physicality. It's too, coarse physicality is too selfish, it's too grabbing, it, it wants too much for itself, that uh, it will not allow a person to be a giver. So, someone who can be a chassid, um, meaning the mida of chassid, which we know Avram of, uh, Aaron Akoin is the embodiment, the kahuna, is, uh, he, he was a oiv shalom of oiv uh, sabrius, uh, and uh, he, he, would, um, he was a person who constantly was looking to do chesed. That characteristic, the, the kahuna itself, represents the midas ha-chesed, as we know, the levim represent the midas ha-din, maybe we spoke about it during Parshas Korach, and the kohanim represent the midas ha-chesed. So, that would be uh, maybe an additional explanation why specifically the kohanim that represent the kedusha saguf, and that's because the kohanim represent the midas ha-chesed, and the midas ha-chesed changes the goof. It, it's uh, something that needs to have a goof, which is tahor, the kaddush, then a person can be a chassid uh, and be a giver and not a taker. That was also embodied, pun intended, by Arana Cohen, and therefore, uh, again, that Yichus was passed on to Pinchas. Maybe we have time for for one more point, which is why when the Shvatim were disparaging Pinchas, did they focus on the concept that Yisro had fattened calves for idol worship? I mean, he also worshipped idols. Besides fattening the calves, he also worshipped idols. Isn't that uh, even worse? So why, if you're just looking to disparage someone, seemingly there's a lot of worse things that that uh, very righteous Balchuva Yisro did in his past life that could be that could be pointed out. So seemingly the fattening of calves is uh, when when it's being done, it appears to be a very kind act. It appears to be a very good act. You bring him this delicious food. You give it to him, and the calf probably rubs his head against your shoulder in, in, in appreciation for the yummy food that, that, that you brought him. And you know, it, 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 the person is pretending that they're doing a great act of kindness. But really, what's it all for? It's an act of cruelness. He's, he's really looking to slaughter him. And not only that, but slaughter him for the worst possible reason, right, to burn his flesh to idol worship. The, the, the most meaningless, most terrible way to die. That cruelty 
is the point that they're, they're, they're pointing out. That Pinchas here also, he's displaying himself as if he's this big tzaddik, but really he acted extraordinarily cruel um, uh, like his grandfather. But in truth, the act of Pinchas is another way of doing chesed, is another way of doing kindness. The gom in uh, Divri Eliyahu explains the, the remez to this, that Pasek uh, says that Pinchas turned back Hashem's anger. Heshiv Pinchas Hamasi. So the Gon takes apart this word Hamasi. Hamasi means my anger. Chema, anger. Hamasi is my anger. But the Gon points out that from the four letters that makes up the word Hamasi, Ches, Mem, Tof, Yud. So there is the letters Mem, Tof in the middle of the word. Um, obviously alluding to um, Misa, death. And then on the outside of the word is the Ches Yud that are distant, that are, that are far apart. The Ches Yud book and the, the, the Misa. So the, the, the Chai, uh, the life, is separate, it's splintered, it's separate, it's, it's cut, broken apart by the Misa. So, Pinchas turned it back, he undid that pattern, and says the Gom, by what? By doing the great act of Tzedakah. He, put the, he took the letter Tzadik, representing Tzedakah, representing an act of kindness, and he stuck it into the midst of this Hamasi, into this... Um, anger, the, the cause of, potential cause of death, and converted it to become um, a language of machtsis, like the machtsis a shekel, right, the machtsis is mem, ches, tzadi, yud, tof, so we have the mem, ches, yud, tof, same as hamasi, except that instead of the mace being in the middle and the language of chai being broken apart and far away from one another, now we've switched the order, now the chai are towards the center and the mem and the tuf are as far apart as could be and this all being done by the letter tzadi which is a central letter over here so uh, Pinchas undid the chamosi through his act of tzedakah and converted it to a machzus a shekel which is the tzedakah of, of Avodos Hashem, that we give the Masa Shekel towards Avodos Hashem, and that is what saved the Jewish people from the Mavis to the Chai, from the Mace to Chai. So, you see that the act of Pinchas is an act of tzedakah. There are two ways, also the Muslim Yaakov speaks out something like this, and the Torah Tmima, other Mephoshim, that there are two ways to do the act of kindness, right? The, the, for example, Torah Tmima says, 
the Pinchas turned back my anger. Why? Because he's Pinchas ben Lazar ben Aaron Just like Aaron Cohen turned back my anger with the burning of the Ktoras in the Magefa that broke out in Parshas Korach, so to here Pinchas did the same thing. Now there, Allah did it through the avoda of the of the Kohen Gadol by burning the Ktoras. Here Pinchas is doing it through seemingly a vigilante act, through a through an ze- act of zealousy. But the answer is that this is the flip side of the same coin. This was an act of love. This was an act of of Olus Hashem. This was an act of kindness that Pinchas did for the Jewish people to turn back the anger and to save them from destruction. It comes out according to this that to a certain extent we see in here that it's not by coincidence that Allah married Yisro. Yisro had this um, this streak, this ability to um, be mefata, to to, to um, fatten the calves for idol worship, and th- there's a certain cruelty that is required to fatten the calf to and not care about it and planning to kill it and then killing it, but the tremendous yichus, and of course the Yisra himself was a Gerrit Tzedek, and then the yichus of Arna Cohen managed to convert it entirely to the side of Tov, where now we have a, another type of a coin. We have a standard Cohen, Chesed in a revealed way, of doing Chesed, the standard Kohanim, and then we have another type of a Chesed that the Kohanim do, which is called the Kohen HaMashuach L'Melchama, the coin that goes out to war. That was Pinchas, Ben Lazar Ben Aaron coin. He he's the coin of Mashuach. He's the one that goes out to war because that's also a form of Chesed, of saving the Jewish people from terrible averos and terrible consequences. And that was the sanctification, perhaps, of the Midas of Yisro to the side of good um, through the marriage of Yisro's daughter to Alazar HaKohen. So, something for us to see that the Midos can be salvaged, can be brought over, can be used, even the Mida of human cruelty and anger can be converted to Avodos Hashem, and as we discussed before, the Kedusha and Atahara of the Guf that Aaron Akoyin reached, that that was transmitted to his children, his children's children, as Hashem, we should be Zoha to change ourselves, and that those changes should be passed on to our children. A good Shabbos.